Welcome to the Tuesday Hot Fix. Hello, Russell. Uh, hello, everyone. Good to be back. We're uh, we're on we were in the studio yesterday, weren't we? Were yes, and Sarah. Yes. Yep. And now we're we're back on the road with um, Jeff, the driver, who uh, who never talks. He swears a lot, though. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see if we can put him on the on the show a little bit later on. Yeah. So. This morning, I set the alarm for half past five. Had a piss and a shit, and it turned at the six o'clock. But on Sunday, when we were watching the football, 30 minutes took forever. Can you please explain, Russell, why that is? Is this what you're doing at the time? Uh, and obviously, you enjoy uh, pissing and shitting. Yeah, you know, I'm going to try and find a nice way of saying that. Okay. Ablutions <laughs> in the morning. Whereas yeah. watching Norwich City is like watching paint dry, as a yeah. yeah. But I, um, I, I wanted to say that um, this is our third episode, as you say, and the last episode with with uh, Sarah it was fantastic. It's brilliant. And our first episode was kind of our pilot episode, and uh, pilot. When I when I think of a pilot TV, uh, for uh program it sort of fills me with nostalgia so i was wondering if you got any sort of you can think of any tv programs that were pilots that you can remember now is it so obviously i asked a question to me but is that also a question to the audience as well well it is but i mean i've got one so i was wondering if you had one well um there was i mean i can't remember a few they all seem to be like ones in the 80s yeah. And they all seem to be American ones. But I think it's also interesting. The one I'm thinking of is the A-Team. Oh, yeah. And how... Classic. Uh, yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> and how, when they, did, when they did it, they changed some actors. Because I can remember um, seeing the show. Because I think in England, what happens is you see the pilot and then they've already decided they're going to make the show. Yeah. Whereas in America, they make the pilot and then they, they don't know. Yeah. So I remember seeing, seeing this, um, seeing this trailer and absolutely loving Mad Murdoch. I thought he was like the, the, so funny. Oh, who did they have for him? Do you remember? I can't remember what his name was. But was he the, he wasn't the original, he wasn't the one that later. No, no. So he won. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> And then um, my brother says, oh, he's seen a trailer for the, the, the show proper. And he says, they've changed all the characters. And I was like, oh, I hope it ain't Mad Murdoch. And it was, it was the face man. So the guy who played face in the trailer was different. And I can't remember, but I think, you know how like, there was a woman in it for the first series? Right. I think she was, um, I can't remember if that was the original. Right. Anyhow, she didn't make it through to the second series for some reason. Yeah, I think. I think Face was kind of the weakest character in that. Anyway, wasn't he? Yeah. Can't remember what kind of what his special power was. It was sort of I've been Swabscape, but a bit mad as well. I, I think the only thing he could really do was find ingenious ways of drugging B.A. Baracus before you're going to want no crazy play. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to drink my milk. I love my milk. Thank you, Face Man. <laughs> Ten minutes later, he's in Nicaragua or somewhere like that. Forgotten all about that. Yes. All right. Then my one was uh, a bit geeky. Right. But in the same, in a similar way, the the cast in it 
didn't all make it to the main series, and and that series was oh, Star Trek. Oh, uh, I love Star Trek, though. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the and the what do you say like that? <laughs> and and the the pilot was called the Cage. Right now, Leonard Moy was in it, uh, but but Christopher Pike was the captain. Who's now actually gone on to get his own series, hasn't he? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and that, uh, yeah, Leonard Nimoy was in it as as number one. Christopher Pike was the captain. Uh, Major Major Barrett was in it. Yep, uh, and people like that. Um, and they they all that that got cast as a, a, a three series in the sixties. Uh, yep, and William Shatner took over as the captain. But they spent so much money on the pilot that they they had they we wanted to reuse it in the actual series and there was lots of flashbacks yep. to the original pilot in an episode called the Menagerie. Oh, I remember you could buy the cage, the pilot, on VHS, and Classic. part of it was in black and white and part of it was color. The bit that was in color was the part they reused in a later episode, and of course in that later episode. Christopher Pike was back in it. Yep. But he they couldn't get the same actor. So he, he was horribly disfigured and in a wheelchair. That what yeah, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that also remem- reminds me of a quote by Leonard Nimoy that says necessity is the mother of invention. Uh-huh. I think that's quite a lot. Nice little crossover with the app development as well. I thought that's quite high. <laughs> um yeah, so and the last little thing before we move off sci-fi or sky fires nice uh roxy says in uh sing two um, i know there's a few listeners here with younger children so that was a little easter egg for for those yep. uh, listeners um yeah my part and, and a bugbear thing i've got about sci-fi is that when you look up sci-fi in a catalog for films yep. you get films like harry potter come up no now no no, no, no that's no, fantasy no, no. No, that just is bullshit, fun. mate. And fantasy and sci-fi are are totally different genres. So, uh, I'm yeah. sure uh, our listeners have got similar foibles. Uh, uh, well, I mean, we we could do a whole show on that, and maybe we should. Yeah. But you've just reminded me, right? Okay, so sci-fi. This is a complete word association. Then I started thinking of hi-fi. And then I started thinking of Wi-Fi, which is again is one of your one of your crossovers. Yeah. What? What? Why is it called Wi-Fi? Because Hi-Fi is stands for high fidelity. Right. Okay. Good chap. Right. What's Wi-Fi stand for? Well, I don't know. Well, I can't think of this time in the morning. <laughs> well, I I think it's just bullshit. I think it's just someone just when Hi-Fi is a bit like Wi-Fi. No, Wi-Fi is a bit like Hi-Fi. Fuck it. It's called a Wi-Fi. <laughs> Someone else has gone, yeah. I don't think people have questioned it. Sure, there's a reason for it. With maybe our lovely listeners can help us out with that one. Wireless fidelity. That's fucking shit, if that is what it is. That's just someone making something fit. Something that kind of works. Mm. Oh, well, talking about questions, we did have a question come in. Uh, oh. Uh, and someone says that he's... Uh, John from Denver says... Uh, is, yeah. is pressing F5 refreshing? <laughs> uh, well, um, I have to pick you up there, John, because really you have to press Control F5 if you want to force refresh of the screen. So. Yeah. yeah. So, 
So basically, he's trying to be funny and use our podcast instead of being a source of uh, knowledge into a, um, I don't know, a, a, a web of fun. Now, that's okay, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I noticed because I've also read the uh, questions and I believe there was a chap called Abraham from Washington uh, because we're international probably probably because Sarah was on the show yesterday uh, yep. why we've got a few Americans on there and he said or he asked <clears throat> I don't know if you skipped this question right why is it called the G-spot? Because, I mean, I can think of where I think a few G-spots are, and um, I'm not going to do a, a, a quick crossover to hotspot on a, because it's IT again. Although I do wonder whether that's what you meant. And actually, I guess you could call the G-spot is a hotspot. But everywhere where I think it is, nothing begins with a G. I mean... I mean, the, I'm I'm not a doctor, so maybe these are Latin words, but I can think of some beginning with V or A or P, but I can't think of any that begin with G. So I'm going to throw that back to you there, uh, Russell, because I can't come up with an answer. Um, I think that's too sensitive an area. Oh, God. <laughs> to... Uh, Get involved with and i'll have to i'll have to google it or something now there are some things that are safe to google at work <laughs> uh, and 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 some things that we must mustn't touch with a two-foot yeah. barge pole is a g-spot something we shouldn't touch with a two probably yeah. two-foot barge pole. yes probably just being very naive yeah 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 okay all right so, um, but what is it? Oh, I'm not even going to go in a hot spot. That's just going to take a funny thing into a boring place. Uh, something I wanted to talk about was um, when I first started with our with our company, 2010. Yep. Uh, we there was, there was something called a, a Symbian uh, S60 operating system. Done. We I was uh, which ran on Nokia phones. Um, and we had an app that ran on the Symbian S60 platform. And, and two weeks after I started, we started working on the Android and the uh, iOS versions of the app. Right. Uh, uh, so, uh, and and the thing about platforms is, oh, sorry, our operating systems is, um, the Symbian S60 operating system is long dead. Uh, and it, so well, so are the Nokia phones, as far as I know. You know, can you still get Nokia phones? I don't know. I don't, because you can get like dumb phones, can't you? So they right. are, because all the spies use those, don't they? Right, they've got no GPS to track yeah. and stuff. James Bond has a Nokia phone. Wow, wow, wow. Well, anyway, the other operating systems are Android and iOS, and Android's open platform, where iOS is a closed platform. Yep, and I think. I think I was thinking about what what uh, open platform really means is I know the source code's available, but I guess that means you can have it on any hardware. Whereas, whereas on um, iOS on Apple, you, it's just on their on their closest. It's just on their iPhones and iPads and uh, Apple Watches. 
Well, we have a lady developer who's on maternity leave at the moment. And I asked her why she chose Android instead of um, Apple so, uh, or instead of iOS. And she said because she couldn't afford a, uh, a Mac, a MacBook. Wow. So I think you're right. I think you could, pro but, but you can program on Android Studio or whatever it's called on a MacBook or on, well, on anything, just like you say, yeah. but on the, um, with, uh, Swift and Objective-C and all that kind of razzle dazzle, it's, um, yeah, you're right. It's just on that. Well, it's just on Apple's, um, ecosystem or whatever, isn't it? I mean, I have two schools of thought because in, in, I mean, Android are much better at reviewing apps when you publish. Because maybe this is something we should talk about on a on a later podcast. But when you create um, your app, you, you create a binary uh, on Apple, and then you go to uh, App Store, <coughs> uh, App Store Connect, and then um, and then you upload it through a, a dashboard, and then you can put in your photo, you know, your your screenshots and your description and all the other bits and pieces, <clears throat> and then it goes off to App Store Review, yeah. where they will, you know, where Apple will test a bunch of stuff. Now, for us, that's incredibly can be incredibly painful sometimes because you are waiting for them to um, to approve it or not. So you, so, so as a developer, you're not in total control of the the time frame for releasing something. Um, but on Android, Android, I've got a, a bit, bit more into reviewing it now, but back in the day, they didn't review it at all. So you could make updates instantly, but the trouble was, it was a bit like the wild west really. Yeah. Because you've got Apple that are controlling the quality to, you know, a great, great extent because they can't test the whole app. So they, they test elements of it. Whereas Android, you could just put anything up there that just crashed straight away. So. Russell, which, which approach do you think is probably the, the best? Uh, well, I think, as you say, I mean, if they're going to do a lot, some of the legwork by with testing, although I imagine their testing is very sort of focused on a particular area, so it's not really going to help, I don't think. Um, but but on, on Android, I mean, if they, if they don't do too much reviewing, I mean, how do you avoid... How do you avoid getting an app that's, you know, basically a virus or something? So, I mean, I think, I think there's the security in there in some way, isn't there? Because, you know, I've, my kids have installed dozens of apps, the Play Store, and never had a problem like virus wise. Yeah. So there must be some, uh, uh some, uh, strict control somewhere there. Can't just punch anything, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, I think the way I, mean, I don't know, no, no one apart from Apple knows what they do, but I think what I, I think that they're more testing to see if things work, um, and if it does great, and if it doesn't, yeah, reject it. Whereas with a QA, and hopefully we'll we'll have um, Adam our, our QA on the show just to chat about this. They actively go out and try and break stuff, don't they? So they'll they'll sort of go, how, how can I break it? Yeah, they load it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're loading, meaning uh, we'll put pressure on it. So 
they'll iterate something, uh, loop through something at all, and maybe force it to run out of memory or something. Uh, so yeah, yes, yeah, so it would be good to get there one of the testers and maybe one of the developers, as you say, to talk about what is the difference between Android as an open platform and uh, Apple stuff like that. What, what are the advantages and disadvantages? Well, I think um, there's there's a chap we work with called Don, and he has uh, said that he would love to come on the show. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is um, he's he's an Apple developer, and um, he's actually worked with the Apple team at in Cupertino. So uh, um, I think it's been a few years now that he's no longer. Um, uh, in a situation where he can't talk about what he, what he's done because Apple is super secret. Yeah. We won't ask him to go into any details of it. No. More just of the experience and the events and the, you know, how they work, how they work, um, and uh, how how that's affected. Uh, you know, what good practices we've we've picked up on it. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll, Dom uh, likes a good pun, doesn't he? So hopefully, he'll bring some yes. good puns along with it. He's uh, very um, opinionated. <laughs> You could say, yeah. it is uh, two minutes to seven in the morning, and I've just come up with a just come up with that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so just flipping uh, back to me starting the company, I didn't start. I started with the company in two thousand ten. Were you the first or employee? Oh, no, I was the second employee. All oh, right, was a lady who does the accounts. She was just before me, and then a couple of weeks later, we after I joined, we got the two two developers. The Android and the iOS developers. We started on the uh, version of our app for, for those platforms. Do you remember what their names were? Just their first name? Oh, uh, Gosh. Uh, yeah, it was Gosh. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember. <laughs> and no idea. Wasn't there a. I was there Eric. 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 Canadian. I don't know. Oh, I bet around. Was there a Spanish guy who, um, who did Android? Yeah, there was at one point, but... Well, he wasn't a starting yeah. guy. No, it was Eric. Eric died on that. Dinesh? Was he the... Uh, he might have been. Might have been Dinesh on the iOS, yeah. Yeah. Could have well have been. I'll have yeah. to... Uh, it's clarification. He was with us for a long time, even though I remember. Yeah. 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 <coughs> when I first started, I got issued a phone. I got issued a Nokia 5800 Express Music, which was um, pretty... Um, Cutting edge for its time. It's quite had quite a large screen and it had a stylus, but but not only could you use a stylus on the screen, you could use your fingernail, but not your finger, not your thumb. Yeah, uh, use your fingernail on it. Was it was it a bit like the sty the styrofoam that um, used to be advertised in the seventies by uh, Rolf Harris and how we could play a tune on it? Oh, it's a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. So without the CD, though. yeah, it was quite sexy for the time. And I don't know why it was called Express Music. I think because it came with a subscription or a free subscription for it, uh, their sort of music, Nokia's music streaming platform at the time. Uh, but we used to sell that uh, as a package preloaded with maps oh. uh, for hundreds of pounds. And people used to buy it. So I'm selling sort of almost selling hardware away. Uh, this goes back to your Alan Sugar thing yeah, then about yeah. selling. Yeah. Well, we've done this. <clears throat> we've done this in the past, where we've had um, uh, partnerships with phone manufacturers. Well, it's always been Android ones. 
where they've asked to have our app uh, preloaded yeah. onto the phone as well, which um, a, a, with, with a certain amount of um, subscription attached to it as well. Yeah, I don't know if you can say the company name for that, can't we? I think you probably can. What, the name of the phone? Hey, yeah. Yeah, go on then. Bullet. Bullet. I think so. Because the, only thing, the only reason I say that is because there was an announcement that Bullet are re uh, releasing a uh, satellite uh, data-based phone shortly, I think. I thought I got that right. So, so where, so it's not, so it's using satellite data, which is normally very, very expensive. Yeah. So if you're in a, in a location that hasn't got any internet, you've still got access to the satellite, uh, to relay your text message and stuff. So that's pretty, uh, pretty ex sexy stuff. When, um, when I worked in, uh, Australia and the internet, sorry, mobile phones with, with internet were, were quite, quite in their infancy. Yeah. And you can imagine in the outback. There's absolutely no coverage at all, and you used to get like a lot of farmers and stuff like that that used to work on that, and they all they all had these uh, satellite phones. Yes. Yes. They were that, that was that was very good. There was one guy that they used to work for um, making websites, and there was a it, there was a satellite phone website that we did, which is why I know quite a bit about it. But we never got any other satellite phones. Which no, at all. it must be sort of a very sort of lightweight website, was it? Uh, bandwidth no it's a shop like you could buy them online oh right okay oh yeah yeah okay yeah, so yeah. the satellite phone wasn't using the website no 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 oh, right. no no nothing that complicated got it right oh, cool yeah oh, we got we got time for another another question uh we would if i could read it uh is this because it's written in my handwriting isn't it Uh, yeah, uh, Felicity from Kendall says, did your school have the first computer? Well, Felicity from Kendall, if that really is your name. Uh, no. The, uh, um, we're not that old. Uh, did I tell you about how, um, my dad, who's obviously older than me, because he's my dad, at his place, um, they used to do maths lessons and they used to write on slate. Oh, my word. Yeah. He said that was fine, except when it rained and all the kids used to fall off the roof. <laughs> that's well, not true. Did you like that? Yeah. That's not a true story, folks. Yeah. <clears throat> that would be a health and safety concern, I think. Right. <laughs> well, nowadays it would be, yeah, but I mean, they'd probably gone mad. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, my dad bought a PC, and it was a 486, the upgrade to the 386. Is that a Commodore? Oh, no, no, some sort of P uh, PC. Uh, IBM, it was IBM. Right. So it was quite expensive. And it had like four mega or megabytes of RAM. Mega RAM. Yeah, and it didn't have a CD drive. So so I upgraded a CD drive and uh, took it to eight megabytes of RAM. Wow. Which was amazing at the time to play games on it and stuff yeah and that's how i got to computing so i did a did a correspondence course in programming using the computer nice yeah and then that's how i then started in a, a document management software company in somerset uh, yeah the uh a, a very early computer that, that we had at home um had a tape deck on it 
where you would, the program was on tape. Yes. And you would put this in and, uh, and then, then it would be the game. Yeah. I remember loading a Hobbit like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was about three or four tapes. And, um, uh, and then one time it didn't work. And I found out that my sister had recorded the top 40 chants on it. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember them as they, you could hear them buzzing away as they loaded and the drawers, the draw pictures sort of line by line. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. And, and you know that when the picture was complete, the program was loaded. The other thing I did was yeah. buy magazines sometimes. Tough. Computer magazines. Yeah. The back of the computer magazine was print out of code you had to print. You had to, oh, what? You could tran transfer the code that they'd written on the back page into your, to your, uh, spectrum. And all so that happened is. Instead yeah. of getting a game at the end of it, yeah. you just got a load of syntax errors. Yes, yeah. yes, because you have to find the yeah. semicolon in amongst uh, five A four pages. Of... I remember doing that, and there was this picture of um, it was called Kamikaze, right? And there was a picture of like this most exciting ever fucking like airplane firing. Well, trying to crash into plane uh, into boats. But actually, come to think of it, not a very PC story, is it? Um, PC game. Um, and then when I programmed it and I got rid of all the syntax errors, it was literally, it was like a fucking line with the letter I trying to attack it. And it was, it was shit. However, I have noticed that we are just about to go past the, um, the sign for Water Beach, which means we're probably coming to the stage where, um, our podcast is about to, about to end. Oh, good. <laughs> I think this time uh, we haven't said anything on here that could possibly get us fired. No, which is, no. Which is good. You have dropped a few clues in about where who we work for. Yeah. Oh, geographically. geographically. Uh, All right. That's cool. Okay. Um, so we usually end on um, yes, on a, on, a, on, a, on a James, yeah. James Bond one, right? Yeah. Basically, why and why oh why does Q always decide he's going to surprise Bond? At the end of a movie is my first question. I mean, he must be realised by now that he's going to be shagging some bird. <laughs> right. So anyway, this 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 involves Bond getting caught not only by Q but by M and by some fucking head of Russian something again, bonking Barbara back, basically. So I'm giving a clue away. Oh, there's no clue, is it? But no, it's the spy who loved me. I don't know why I've suddenly sweared a lot. Right. Okay, calm down, Liam. It's just a show. Right. And this was back in the... In the 70s. 70s. When shagging yeah. was allowed. With a lot Encouraged. <laughs> oh, yes. He's, he's in what looks like a space capsule. Right. Oh, right. It's phallic symbolism, is it? <laughs> yeah. But, it, it's a, but somehow it's not a space. It, it, he's escaped in some fancy kind of space-looking pod from Stromberg's underground lair. Yeah. Right. And then if somehow this is floated to a place, to a boat where there is Q and M and some Russian guy and it's got like these neck curtains or something and, and, and when it, when it rocks up, it's got a window in it and Q has somehow been able to, to up the curtains or something like that. Right. And so what I'll do is I'll be, I'll be the old, old men. Okay. And, and, and then you'd be Bond. Why do they have curtains in space? Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm Bond. You're gonna be Bond. Okay. Okay. So right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go. 
I could play the part of three people there. Mm. And I'm going to go, 007, and then triple X, and then Bond, what do you think you're doing? Okay, so that's three people, which you can obviously tell from the actor. Right. And then you're going to go, uh, keeping the British end up, sir. Okay. okay. All right. Wow, what should we do like that? Yeah. Just do your best. Okay, all right. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. 007, triple X, Bond. What are you doing? Well, keeping the British end up, sir. Hey. And on that point, that was very good, actually. Thank you. And on that bombshell. Um, on that bombshell. Bombshell. <laughs> Fucking. Why have we not thought of that? On that bombshell. Yeah, we can do that from now on. Wow. That is classic. Mother. That was it. Oh, John. Okay. <laughs> yeah, close up if on, please. All right. Okay. So, uh, well, from the uh, Tuesday hotfix on the road. Oh, we didn't speak to Jeff, did we? Do you have something you want to say, Jeff? Do we have to edit that, Jeff? Sorry about that. Okay, for the Tuesday hotfix, um, cheerio from Russell, cheerio, and uh, and cheerio from uh, from Lee.